In the name of God Almighty, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> when I was about seven years old, I started working in my father's business. I did things like dust shelves and empty trash cans and punch holes in brochures to make catalogs. If I was lucky on a Saturday morning, I might even get the chance to paint something in the building that needed painting. As I moved up the company ladder over the years, I was trusted to mow the lawn at the office and eventually to load the family's gold Chevy Kingswood station wagon with trash and drive it to the dump. Over the summers and Christmas vacations and high school and college, I made pickup and delivery runs. I worked as a helper to the technicians when they went on jobs. And I spent some time waiting on customers, helping them to choose the appropriate equipment for their boats. Through all those years, my father served as a teacher, showing my brothers and me how to do all of the things that needed to be done in the family business. And it was by watching my dad that I learned how to work with customers and employees and suppliers. Passing down all of these things was important because the future of my father's business was expected to someday be in the hands of his children. Four or five months after I graduated from college, my father announced that he was retiring, leaving one of my brothers and me to run the business. It was a little bit intimidating at first, but we could call dad when we needed help or advice. We quickly came to learn, though, that we didn't have to call on him all that often. I realized that apparently over the course of my childhood and my teen years, that I had learned more about the care for the business than I had thought. After a few months, my dad decided to unretire and come back to the work that was his calling in life, affirming his desire to work alongside the ones he had prepared and to guide and to support us as we continued in the work that he had started. As time went on, the preparation that I received from my dad served a different purpose. Instead of operating in his store, I went to work for one of the suppliers as a regional sales manager. In that capacity, I found myself coaching other dealerships and smaller dealerships, helping them to be successful, affirming and offering many of the practices that I had learned from my dad. Now, in the gospel story that we just heard, Jesus appears to his disciples after he had already appeared to Simon on the road to Emmaus. And then, even though they've been told about Simon's experience on that road, and even though Jesus foretold his resurrection, the disciples are terrified when they see Jesus. And during the years that these disciples followed Jesus, he made it clear he made it clear that he would not always be with them. Jesus made them apostles. He made them ones who were sent out into the world to do the work for which Jesus had prepared them. Not unlike adult children continuing the work of their father, the time had now come for these apostles to continue the mission that began with Jesus. But there was only one problem. It seems that the apostles did not fully understand the significance of Jesus' resurrection. So once again, Jesus has to provide them with proof. He tells his disciples to look at his hands and his feet and to touch him to believe 
that Jesus is not a ghost. And this seemed to help at least a little bit at first. But then the gospel tells us that while they were in their joy of seeing Jesus, they were disbelieving and still wondering. So Jesus eats some fish to prove without a doubt that he is indeed flesh and blood. And Jesus reminds those gathered that he had told them that everything that had been written about him in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And finally, finally with those words, the full meaning of the resurrection comes upon the disciples as Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Now the message of Holy Scripture is not always evident. One must first be ready to receive that message. Without the resurrection, the words of ancient scripture stop short. The gospel connects the truth of scripture to the shared mission of Christ's followers, and both of these combine to make whole the resurrection. Jesus commissions the disciples to proclaim repentance and forgiveness in his name to all nations. And the apostles finally begin to understand the significance of their witness and their responsibility to share that witness with the world. I believe that most of us find it really hard to see ourselves as apostles. We do what we do in life, often without thinking of the significance of our belief in Jesus Christ. We don't always consider the significance of our faith and the power and love and mercy of God. Like those apostles gathered together in a state of uncertainty, I believe that most of us truly do not grasp the significance of our witness of the risen Christ. And it doesn't matter that we weren't there to see firsthand Jesus preaching and teaching. The witness of those very first apostles to others and the witness passed on through countless generations, along with the witness of Holy Scripture, has made each one of us witnesses of the resurrection. We believe that the Lord is risen, and we proclaim with great enthusiasm that the Lord is risen indeed by being blessed with that belief, with that faith, by being witnesses of the resurrection, we've been given a crucial responsibility. And so it's up to us to seek how we will share our witness with the world. By our acclamation that the Lord is risen, it's imperative that we each continue to seek out what it is that the risen Lord is sending us out to do. And as Jesus' current Apostles, wherever we are led, may surely change over time. The ministries to which we're called may not always remain the same. But our final goal does remain the same. Our final goal is to continue the work that Jesus started with his first apostles. Whether we make calls or write letters to homebound folks or make time for a friend or a co-worker in need,
or take part in any ministry that this church or others supports in Christ's name, we are apostles of the risen Christ. We've been commissioned in our baptisms to pass on to others what we've learned about God's love and God's mercy. Each one of us has been sent out to ensure that Christ remains alive in the world. Alive in this world that promotes self-interest in stark contrast to Jesus' most pure example of servanthood. Servanthood to God through servanthood to others. Never underestimate the power and the immense value of your witness of the resurrection. That is your purpose. And that's my purpose too. For all of us, you and I alike, we're all indeed apostles of the risen Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.